The Merry Beggars presents... All aboard! On the Night Train. Episode 8, The Pullman Club. It's Mama, Edith. Look, look. Mama, Mama. That's impossible, Paul. There's no one on the platform besides the crew. Mama is back in Chicago. She, she's right there, Edith. Where? By the night train? I mean, she was. I, I saw her. I don't see her now. But I did see Mama, I promise. You're imagining things, Paul. You miss her. And I miss her, too. I'm not making it up, Edith. I saw her on the... Paul, that's impossible. She's more than 400 miles away in Chicago. The not here in Omaha. America continues. The night train just arrived in Omaha City a few moments ago, 466 miles from Chicago, with approximately 1,600 miles still to go until they reach the promised land of Sacramento, We need to California. go to the Pullman Club and deliver the paper drop for Harold and get back in time to get our tickets to go home. We'll see Mama soon, Paul. Just a few more days. I did see her, Edith. Wagner's Midnight Express pulled into Kansas City just a couple hours ago. At 8.36 a.m., to be precise, they have traveled an incredible 513 miles in the past two days and taken the lead on the night train. Look, there's Rudy Ackerman below on the platform. I don't believe it. You take that back. (laughs) I'm glad I put my money on Wagner. At least the Midnight Express can drive in a straight line. (laughs) Those 513 miles were enough to gain a mighty lead on the night train. Did you hear that, Edith? We're losing? Already? Even after our head start? It's still a long way to Sacramento, Paul. We have plenty of time to catch up. Doesn't Pullman know he's in the railroad business, not hotels? His trains are actually supposed to move, not just look pretty. You (laughs) must be in the pay of the Wagner Train Company, yes? We'll see who's in the lead at our next checkpoint in Cheyenne. This is no fun. That's supposed to win, not the measly Wagner train. While there's track, there's hope. Remember, Paul? That's what Harold and Dad say. I hope they're right. What time is it now? It's 10.06. Time to go. We need to get to the Pullman Club on Main Street and be back at the station before the night train leaves at 11. That's a whole hour away. We have to run down to the platform just to make sure I didn't see Mama. We don't have time, Paul. And you couldn't have seen Mama. She's in Chicago waiting for us to come home to her. We're miles and miles away. 466 miles. That's what the newspaper man said. Exactly. So you must have imagined it. Mama is not here. Maybe you just saw someone who looked like her. But Edith, I could have sworn I saw her. The last thing Mama saw us do was run off and give Sam back his watch before the night train left. She didn't hop on the train with us. She's in Chicago still looking for us. I know what Mama looks like. It was her. She had her hair tied up like when we went hiking in the summer. I miss her too, Paul. We've never been away from her for so long before. But come on. Let's go drop these papers off at the Pullman Club for Harold. Once we do that, we can come back and Harold will have our tickets ready for us. Then we sleep overnight at the Tipsy Cow Tavern and we'll be off home to Chicago. But, but what if it was her? 
and we go back to Chicago, and then she's gone because she really was here. Oh, Paul, for heaven's sake. What was she wearing? Uh, I didn't get to look at her for very long, Edith, but I think she was wearing green, and she had really long white gloves on. Long gloves? Like a fancy lady? I, uh, I guess so, and she was wearing glasses. It wasn't Mama, Paul. Mama doesn't wear glasses. You know that. And she would never dress like that. She told us that she dresses so she's ready for anything. So she doesn't wear long white gloves that could get dirty easily. That would be ridiculous. Okay, I, I guess you're right. We're too far away. It couldn't be Mama. I miss Mama too, Paul. But we'll see her soon. Now come on. The faster we drop these papers off at the Pullman Club, the sooner we'll get our tickets to go back home. What time is it now, Paul? It's only 10.08 right now. We should have enough time. 10.08? We'd better hurry then. But we're not riding the night train anymore, Edith. Yes, but we need to get back in time for Harold to give us our tickets before he leaves on the night train. We don't have money to buy them ourselves, remember? And you need to give Sam his watch back, too. But look, Edith, half the night train passengers are walking on Main Street, too. They won't leave without them. Those passengers don't have errands they need to run. We do. We can't risk not getting our tickets back home from Harold. Come on. Sam said there aren't any trains to Chicago today, and we missed the last one because of the damaged bridge. So we are definitely spending the night at the Tipsy Cow Tavern. It was sabotage, wasn't it? Here, this way, Paul. Even Harold said it was. These aren't accidents. The Wagner train is winning because they played dirty, like Eddie Smith. Eddie Smith tying your shoelaces together and someone trying to crash the night train are two very different things. Watch out, Paul! Whoa! Watch it, mister! Paul, you have to be careful. That carriage almost ran you over. Pay attention to where you're going. I was walking normally. It was that horse that tried to hit me. But as I was saying, Wagner's playing dirty to win the race. If it wasn't for the lantern that someone left on the bridge, the engine would have crashed into the struts and sways and toppled right off. I bet you the floofy lady came up with the whole idea. We should have her taken off the train. She can stay at the Tipsy Cow Tavern with Mrs. Hines. That's ridiculous, Paul. Why are you so convinced that Kate Smith is responsible for the sabotage? She was on the train. Why would she try to crash her own train? Kate Smith would have been fine even if the engine went down into the river. Kate's room is in car number five, all the way in the back. The accident could have wrecked the engine and dining car, but not the sleeper cars. She was safe. You don't know that. The whole train could have gone into the river. And how do you know the passengers would be safe? Because Sam told the newspapermen the passengers were never in any danger. Paul, if Kate would have been safe, Dopey Dad would be too. Dopey Dad is in the same car as Mrs. Smith. He could be plotting sabotage too. We don't have any evidence that the person doing this is on the train. But we have evidence against the floofy lady. We don't have any real evidence against Mrs. Kate Smith, Paul. And stop calling her that. Yes, we do. The telegram we found at the sabotage bridge said, if through the snow, cut struts and sways for a lamb's tongue. Remember, Kate Smith likes lamb. We have had one conversation with Kate Smith where she mentioned lamb. It doesn't mean anything. Have you heard anyone else say the word lamb on the night train? They don't have to say lamb to have written the telegram. And what about Dopey Dad? The telegram he sent 
sounded suspicious. His telegram didn't say anything about lamb. It doesn't have to say lamb to be suspicious. Don't you remember? He said, your patience will be rewarded. Have faith in my plot. He could be talking to his boss saying that he's sorry his past three sabotages didn't succeed in wrecking the night train. The only part of the telegram we haven't solved yet is for a lamb's tongue. I think lamb is Kate Smith's secret code and she's the person sabotaging us. Good grief. Maybe they're in it together then. Wow, Omaha is a lot quieter than Chicago. I wonder where all the people are. They're probably hiding inside out of this horrible cold. It's freezing. Hey, there's the grocery store. The Pullman Club must be that brick building next to it. Hold my hand while we cross the street. I'm not a baby anymore, Edith. I'm 10 years old. I can cross the street by myself. Snake's alive. Okay, but watch out this time. I don't want you getting run over by one of those horses or fat men with briefcases. And please slow down a little, Paul. I can't walk fast with all these papers. Okay, okay, if you just stacked them better. You could have helped me. Oh, sorry. Can I carry some? It's too late now, Paul. Here's the Pullman Club. This is the right door, I think. I don't see a door knocker. Do we knock? We can try. No one's answering. Knock louder? Here, let me try. Do you think anyone is in there? We could just leave the papers out front. I'll look around for a mailbox or something like that. They must have one, right? Hey, look, Edith. The handle turns. It's not locked. You want to go inside? We can't just walk in without. Follow me, Edith. This looks like the right place. Paul, come back here. You've got to stop doing things without thinking them through first. Oh, dear. Paul, you can't just barge in. It's rude. This is a Pullman club. We can't just walk in. It's for porters only. Wow. We're not wow, allowed wow, in. Wow, wow, wow. This place is amazing. Do you hear that music, Edith? Yes, Paul. Now let's drop this bundle of papers and go. This isn't safe. What's not safe? These are Harold's friends, right? I bet you they're as nice as Harold. Paul, Mom and Dad say it that we shouldn't like talk. smoke and coffee in here. And the music. Have you ever heard anything like that, Edith? Fellas, wait a moment. Look at these two children just walked in. Oh, kids? Oh, <laughs> they yours, Arthur? <laughs> Excuse me, boys. Let me see who has come to visit. Y you go ahead, Arthur. I'll make sure Johnny doesn't cheat while you're gone. <laughs> sure you will. I know what cards I had. Don't go shuffling them around, neither. Well, good morning to you. Are you sure you're in the right place, you two? I, I think so. This is a Pullman Club, right? <laughs> yes, this is. And whose might you be, I reckon? I'm Paul Stoutward, sir. And this is my sister, Edith Stoutward. My name is Arthur Gibson. Nice to meet you, Paul. Nice to meet you, Edith. Now, what brings two children like you to a Pullman Club? This place is for porters. Harold Milton sent us from the Pullman night train. Harold Milton? Huh. Now, why'd he send you two into a Pullman club? He sent this paper drop. A paper drop? Fantastic. Let me take those for you, Edith. I was wondering when these would make it here. You tell Mr. Milton he's done a fine job. Yes, a fine job indeed. He couldn't come himself because of the delays on the night train, so he sent Paul and I. Delays? <laughs> 
with hell no more. <laughs> I bet he's not too happy about that. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> you hear that? Old Harold's got himself a delayed train. Harold? No, we'll be fretting over his tips, that's for sure. How do you know Harold? How do I know Harold Milton? I've worked on Pullman for 10 years now. Every route you can imagine. There aren't many porters I don't know. In any case, you two come on in and sit down for a minute. We don't have much time. I'm sorry, we but we need to We can sit down, go. Edith, just for a minute. Sit yourself down here on the couch. This shouldn't take a minute. Hungry? Are you adopting stray imps now, Arthur? Hey, don't you go calling them imps. They done bought us a paper drop. A paper drop? Those two? <laughs> That's the first. Well, you'd better hurry up going through those papers. Johnny is sneaking looks at your cards, and there ain't nothing I can do about it. I'm taking those cards with me then. You can wait five minutes. The game ain't going nowhere, no way, no how. Do you have hot chocolate, Mr. Gibson? We don't have time for hot chocolate, Paul. We're in a hurry. Hot chocolate? Well, that's not our usual drink around here, but we can get some hot chocolate for you, my little man. Hey, Johnny, now stop trying to cheat at cards and get this young man here one big cup of hot cocoa. Yes, sir. Thank you for your delivery, Edith and Paul. The boys will be very pleased with this bundle. Very pleased indeed. Yup, we were happy to deliver it. We wanted to see what a Pullman club looks like inside. <laughs> now, how'd you know what a Pullman club is and where it was? Harold told us. That's splendid. Now, let's take a look at what Harold sent. Oh, let's see here. There's a letter for Johnny here. J Johnny, you ain't got a letter from Chicago. Well, that's a pleasant surprise. Here's the winter issue of the Chicago Defender. <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet. It'll make for some good reading. <laughs> he done snuck some cartoons in here, too. And a Pittsburgh Courier. My, do you know what these newspapers are, you two? Not really. These newspapers are tickets to freedom. What do you mean? Freedom to work and find opportunity. These newspapers here are full of stories from black men and women who moved from the south up north. They put the job ads and advice for those of us who want to put the freedom they've been told they have into practice. Like jobs on the railroad? Mostly jobs on the railroad. The best jobs for men like me are Pullman or Postal. Abe Lincoln may have freed the slaves, boy, but George Pullman is hiring them. And that's why people call the porters George, right? <laughs> My name is Arthur Gibson. I don't see anyone named George around here. <laughs> Isn't that right, boy? Woo, ain't never been a George set foot in this place. Hey, hey, anyone walks in here named George, and we'll rebaptize him on the spot. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Now tell me, how did you get to know old Harold? He's been looking out for us on the night train. Yep, he's our big brother because we needed one. Now ain't that something? He'd be a good big brother for anyone, that's for sure. Here's your hot chocolate, young man, and I brought some tea for you, miss. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Listen, Edie, they're singing. I've never heard anything like it. <laughs> I bet you haven't. 
This is a wonderful place. You bet it is. The Pullman Club is the only place we can unwind when we're on the road. We don't perform in these four walls. These clubs are home. The Porters are my family. Do you have another family too? I got a big old family, but they are my blood. I have my brotherhood of Porters. I have their wives and children and parents to look after. They're my freedom. Speaking of family, I got something for you two to bring back to old Harold. I got something just over here in the cabin. Is it another paper drop? It's a drop back to him. It's letters from Harold's family in Arkansas. Thank you, Mr. Gibson. He will be so happy to get these. Just as I was happy to receive your paper drop. I'm just a link in a chain of porters and families, Edith. And now you and Paul are too. We're in this together. I'm just happy to do my part. Thank you for bringing these papers to me. They're important. These newspapers are tickets to move, to see the world. That sounds like something Rosie said. She works on the night train because it's always moving, because she's always learning something new. You know a whole lot more of my people than most white kids your age. Now, how did you meet old Harold? He found us in the pillow cart. In the pillow cart? Yep, right before an avalanche stopped the train. An avalanche stopped the night train? And before you got into town, the bridge was damaged. You have had a string of unhappy accidents then. They're not accidents. They're sad. Yes, uh, we have. Lots of accidents. How do you know about the bridge being damaged? News travels fast with porters. We make up an underground railroad of families and trusted friends. News travels faster through the Pullman network than through a telegraph wire. Besides... I saw the fallen struts on the bridge early this morning. So you were there before the night train almost crashed? That's right. I was up that way yesterday and saw that the wood had fallen. I ran out and left the lantern blazing by the front of the tracks so no train would go in blind. It could have been deadly. That must have been the light that Daddy saw when he slowed down the night train. Arthur, without you, the night train would have crashed and fallen off the bridge. Just like Sam said happened at Chunky Creek. Wow, you saved the whole train. I just did my job. Railroad men look out for each other. Did you see anyone else at the bridge this morning? Uh, no. Nobody lives on the bluffs on the eastern side. Do you know who sabotaged the bridge? Paul, I don't think... It couldn't have been the weather. Harold said they'd been sawed right off. Well, I... let's just finish this conversation outside. Outside? Yes, come on. Outside, outside. Okay, I'll bring the papers for Harold. Arthur, where are you going? We still got to finish the game. Oh, come on, Arthur. These cards are getting cold. I'll be right back. These cards I have are so good, they'll keep for a week. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Come on, grab a new deck and deal. Come on, kids. Let's just step outside this door. It's freezing out here. I wish I brought my hat. Mama told you to. Yeah, she was right. I'm sorry for bringing you outside. It's just that I'd rather discuss what happened at the Union Pacific Bridge in private. Why? You said you didn't see anyone. And I didn't. But, well, I didn't have to see anyone to know that it was sabotage. Those struts were intentionally sawed off and placed in the path of that train. 
there wasn't any splintering, rotting, or anything else but clean cuts from a saw blade. I knew I'd be blamed if I stuck around. Porters are always blamed for everything. You'll learn that when you get older. Hazard of the job. So I left a lantern to try and protect any train coming down the tracks, and I came back as fast as I could to get help. Edith and I found tools and a telegram that... That's enough, Paul. You found tools, you say? Who are you kids again? We are Edith and Paul Stoutward. We got on the night train by mistake, so now we're headed back to Chicago. Why were you out by the bridge this morning? That's a long way away from here. See, I volunteered to ride along with the weather crew. (laughs) Now, they ride out early each morning before the first mail train to look out for any snowfall or deep drifting. And I separated from the group to check along the tracks, and that's when I came across the bridge damage. I couldn't rally enough men to go fix it until a few hours later. And by that time, Will Mallet's crew had already repaired it and crossed into Omaha. Do you know my, uh, Mr. Will Mallard, the night train manager? By name, not by sight. Most railroad men know Will Mallard. He's the one who gives out name tags, isn't that right? Oddbird. <laughs> Gets into trouble with the railroad lords, so I heard. What do you mean? The word is that he doesn't bow down before the big and powerful railroad tycoons. He's a man of his word and a man who has dignity. I respect him. The railroad is better for having Will Mallet on it. He's good at his job, isn't he? That he is. Now, do me a favor, kids. Stop with the sabotage talk. It'll only cause trouble. But you know it's sabotage, right, Mr. Gibson? Yes, but you'll just get yourselves in trouble and possibly drag Harold along with you. Trouble on the trains usually falls on the porters. You can't keep talking about it openly without knowing who actually did it. You see, the porter is the glue that keeps the Pullman sleepers together. He fills in all the gaps. Missing linens? The porter replaces them. Some passengers decide to take their pillows home with them. The porter buys a new one. Anytime there's a problem on the railroad, they always blame the porter. That's what Mr. Pullman did to us. The engine exploded on the night train, and he blamed us. He blamed you kids? Yeah, that's why we're stowaways now. Paul! Stowaways? Stowaways on the night train who are friends with Harold? Huh. I think I'll stop asking questions now. We can't really explain more, Arthur. I'm sorry. It's just that, well, it's just... I respect your secret, Edith. If Harold is taking care of you, Everything must be all right. Okay. But I mean what I say. Be careful about talking openly about sabotage. It puts Harold in a dangerous situation. Now, the night train's next stops are Cheyenne and Promontory Ogden, if memory serves me. I'll send a telegram to those stops if I hear anything more about the Union Pacific Bridge sabotage. All right? Harold can pick up the word there and watch out for anything strange. The railroad is dangerous enough as it is. We don't need anybody making unnecessary trouble on the tracks. I'd really appreciate that. Me too. What time is it, Paul? It's 10.30. Oh no, 
The night train is going to leave in 30 minutes. How did the time go by so quickly? You better get going back to the train station now. The night train will be boarding soon if they want to leave at 11. We will. Thank you so much for everything, Mr. Gibson. I'm so glad I got to and meet we'll you. And we'll talk more next time you're in town, Miss Edith. Now you two run along and, and bring Harold his letters before the night train leaves. Yes, sir. We will. Goodbye, Mr. Gibson. Safe travels. Tell Harold I said hello. We will. Come on, Paul. Run. We have to find Harold. We have time, Edith. Relax. Goodbye, Mr. Arthur. Paul, you have to stop telling everyone about the sabotage. How do you know that Mr. Arthur Gibson can be trusted? But he's a porter, Edith. We can trust porters. And he knows Harold. Plus, he was at the bridge this morning. He could have seen something. I'd rather not tell our secrets until I knew more about a person besides their name and their job. Someone is trying to hurt the night train, and we don't know who that person could be. He can't help us if he doesn't know about the sabotage. But, Paul, what if Mr. Gibson was the one who broke the bridge? He was there, after all. Edith, Mr. Gibson is a good guy. You shouldn't suspect him. He's a porter. You can trust porters. And I'm pretty sure we already know who did it. What? We don't know who did it. Yes, we do. It's the floofy lady. You know, Kate Smith. Oh, Paul, for goodness sake. It could just as easily be Professor Dopey Dad or anyone else. All we Edith, know is that... Look, the floofy lady is in that grocery store. The floofy lady is named Kate Smith, Paul. You should call her by her name. We it's not polite. We have to take a look and see what she's up to. She might be doing something suspicious. She's buying groceries, Paul. Come on, we need to go back to the station to get our tickets from Harold and give him these letters that Arthur sent. Edith, we should spy on the floofy lady. The night train won't leave without her, and we might find proof that she's sabotaging the train. I don't think spying is a good idea, and I don't think Kate Smith is guilty. How on earth could she have started an avalanche? I don't know. That's why we have to find out. Just come on into the grocery store and listen. If you're right, maybe she'll say something that proves she's innocent. We don't have time, Paul. The train is scheduled to, to leave. leave at 11. We still have 20 minutes. So come on. I was right about the Pullman Club, and I'm right about this. Come on. Paul Emerson Mallard, come back here. I... I... I'm going to regret this. Come on, Edith. This way. Any herbal teas? Edith, yes, over here. Right Crouch over down here. behind Let the sugar barrel with me. Take Paul, time, why are you I'm hiding behind the sugar oh, barrel? Well, We're spies the now. We can't let Kate Smith see us. Paul, we so should we really go get back Get down and... behind the barrel, Edith. Fine. I don't like this. Why can't you be reasonable, Paul? We need to be back before the night train leaves and get the Chicago tickets from Harold and give him the letters. Take it easy, Edie. This is the perfect time to spy. The night train won't leave without its passengers. Sam doesn't leave passengers behind. Only stowaways, sometimes. Maybe the floofy lady will do something equivocating while we're here. Uh, do you mean incriminating? I meant equivocating, Edith. You know what that means, right? Yes, it means two things that seem the same, but aren't. Exactly. The floofy lady appears to be innocent, but she isn't. She's guilty. She's equivocating. Paul, that doesn't make sense. Chamomile? Well, I suppose that will have to do. Which one, ma'am? 
Can you mix elderberry with chamomile? Whoever blew up the engine, no, started the avalanche, and damaged the Union Pacific Bridge has to know a lot about the railroad and know people really along it to help them try to crash the night train. Kate Smith is buying herbal teas. Together. I don't It'll think she's suspicious. She could results. be in disguise. Paul, the today. night train is racing Wagner's Midnight Express. I think that whoever is trying to sabotage the night train and slow it down is probably from the Wagner company. Kate Smith could be a Wagner man or woman. Dopey Dad could be. Dopey Dad is not the bad guy. He's a clueless professor with a big mustache who talks a lot. But he could be. He always seems eager to learn more about the railroads. Maybe that's how he knows how to sabotage the train. And do you have any lamb's tongue? No, we don't have lamb's, lamb's tongue. tongue. See? Regular it is. Meat it's just like us. in the telegram. Yes? If through the snow, oh, cut the struts and swaths for a lamb's tongue. tongue. I'll have that ready for you in just a moment. Do hurry, grocer. I can't miss this train. Yes, ma'am. But Professor Dobydad was talking about plots at the telegraph station. How do you explain the lamb's tongue part then? Doby Dad never talked about lamb in the Floofy Lady. Her name is Kate Smith. Floofy Lady loves lamb. Floofy Lady, lamb is like her signature. I bet that instead of signing her name... Hush, Paul. She's coming back towards us. Hide. She can't see us spying on her. Instead of writing Kate Smith, the Floofy Lady writes lamb on all her telegrams. It's proof. It's equivocating proof. She's gone now. We can stand up. Incriminating proof. Yeah. Just what I said. It's incriminatingly equivocating. Kate Smith liking lamb is not evidence of anything except her taste in food. Now come on, Paul. We need to get back to the station. Excuse me. I'm here to see about the Pullman grocery order. Yes, sir. Should have been delivered on the platform an hour ago, I believe. <gasps> it's Daddy! Hide behind the sugar barrel! Yes, a partial amount was, but not the full order. We need the full amount of groceries that we paid for. Why, I'm sure the full order was delivered, I have a crew to feed as well as the passengers. The amount delivered to the platform is not enough to get us to our stop in Nevada, let alone through the mountains to Sacramento. Don't your porters and waiters pack their own food? Sardines and sterno. That's what all the Pullman porters do. They eat in the back room while the passengers enjoy Pullman luxury. I thought porters packing their own food was Pullman train policy. Can't the grocer tell that he's in trouble? Daddy only uses that voice when it's especially bad. He's gonna catch it, that's for sure. So you're telling me how to run my train? I made the grocery order to include enough so that the crew can eat in the dining car along with the passengers. Well, I, I don't care sorry. what you think. Why did you alter the order? Well, I figured you'd made a mistake. All the best railroad managers make mistakes sometimes. Even you, I imagine. It wasn't a mistake. The order was clear. I need everything I asked for. Do you have enough supplies to complete the original order? Well, I could. But I wouldn't have anything left for my local customers after your order. And I don't Do think it. I c Fill the original order as issued. And quickly. But porters don't need that... If you expect me to deprive my own customers for the sake here. of a... If we leave the station without that food, I'll make it my business to make sure that your business never has another order from the Pullman Company again. You can't be serious. I am extremely serious. Well, I, I might have enough to get by until the next delivery. We leave the station in half an hour. The full order must be on the platform within the next 20 minutes. Is that clear? 
20 minutes? Snake's alive! We have to go! Wait until Daddy leaves. He can't see us, and the night train can't leave without him. I guess I can do that for you, Mr. Mallet. A strange request, but I suppose... Fine. Just make sure you do. I'm not worried about the night train leaving. I'm worried that Harold is looking for us, and I'm worried that we're going to not get our tickets to go back to Chicago, and then we'll be stranded here in Omaha, and Mama's heart will break without us, and Daddy won't find us or even know that we're on the night train with him, and the sabotages will keep getting worse, and the whole night train will wreck, Eat and... Calm down! Snake's alive, would you just take a breath? Harold won't be going anywhere without Daddy. He's the train manager, remember? I don't like spying, Paul. I'll need your help moving all the crates over to the station. My boys are out on other deliveries. I have a few men who can help you. I'll send them over. I appreciate your help. Daddy's gone. He left the shop. Here we go. Run fast and keep your head down, Edith. Now, run! Paul, wait! We can't let Dad see us! It's okay. He's already way ahead of us. Who's that? Hey, you two there! Stop! This way, Edith. We here. have to get back over the bridge. I see Dad up ahead. He's already crossed it. I hope we'll get there in time. Hey, look. I see the tipsy cow. Oh, wow. There's an actual real-life cow in front of that tavern. Snake's alive. What a cow. Keep moving, Paul. We have to get back to the station and find Harold. Oh, I hope he has our tickets. If he doesn't, We'll never get back home because we don't have any money and we'll be stuck in Omaha with the tipsy cow forever! Okay, okay, calm down, Edith! Come on, Paul. We're almost back at the train platform. Hurry up, Slowpoke! Here's the station platform just ahead. And it's not even 11 yet. See, we had plenty of time. Careful on the stairs, Paul! Why do we have to run everywhere? Because it's an adventure! Come on! Hey, look, I see Harold by the luggage car. Just be sure Dad doesn't see us. Harold! Harold! Edith! Paul? Did you find the Pullman Club all right? Paper drop go okay? Yes, we did. We gave the paper drop to Mr. Gibson. Arthur Gibson? I didn't realize he was still out on the line. How's old Arthur doing? He was happy about the newspapers and magazines, and he gave us these letters to you from your family in Arkansas. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Edith. These, these are wonderful. Praise God for all. We saw Daddy in the grocery store. You saw your father? Did he? We hid. He didn't see us, so we're still good stories. Whew, good. I just saw him go inside the station. But you'll tell him that we were on the night train as soon as we're on the train back to Chicago, right? Yes, Edith. Right now, you two have to stay out of sight. I know. But I'm sad we won't be able to say goodbye. You'll see him soon? Just another week and he'll be back with you two in Chicago. And speaking of trains back to Chicago, the CMO leaves tomorrow at 3 p.m. Oh, I'm so glad. We'll be with Mama soon. You'll be in Chicago before the night train has even got through the Sierra Nevadas. It's strange to think about you leaving without us. It is. I've got quite used to having stowaways keeping me company in that luggage car. But you have a new adventure at hand. You'll be staying at the Tipsy Cow tonight. Yes, I know where it is. There's a real live cow there. I think that's the tipsy cow. Arthur Gibson will take good care of you two and make sure you don't miss your train. Awesome. Excuse me, children. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith. There was nothing I could do to make her stay, Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Hines was stubborn as an ox. There was nothing I could do. Well, 
I won't settle for that. I'm going to convince her to stay on board. This just won't do. If she goes, who will knit with me? The fluffy lady. Harold, we found more clues while we were delivering the paper drop. Kate Smith ordered lamb at the grocery store, and the telegram about sabotaging the bridge mentioned lamb's tongue. Can we kick her off the train? Slow down, Paul. <laughs> Slow down. We can't just kick Kate Smith off the train just because she likes lamb. But she might sabotage the night train again. Your dad is a good railroad man. He'll keep the night train safe no matter the dangers that lay ahead. Even if Kate Smith is really the criminal you suspect. Which I doubt. I wish we could stay and help Dad. Dad will be okay, Paul. We need to go home to Mama. Yes, you do. It's been fun having you two on board. But family comes first. I'm going to miss the pillow cart. And the dining car. And cooking with Rosie. I didn't get to learn everything about being a conductor or a porter. Oh, I still have to give Sam back the watch he lent me. Where's Sam? Give it to me, Paul. I'll return the watch for you. Okay. Here you go. Thanks. Her adventure ended so quickly. I can't wait to stop being stowaways. I just want to be the Mallards altogether again. I understand, Edith. I don't like being away from my family either. My parents are miles away in Arkansas. We haven't been the Miltons altogether in years. Why'd you move away from home? Because I wanted to be free. Free to be a gentleman and to work because I wanted to, not because I was being false to. God made me free, so I figured I should just listen to him. Smile for the camera. This will be on the front page of the Omaha World Herald. Wow, so this has been a really big adventure for you too, Harold. Yes, it has, Paul. Mr. Porter Phillip? Mr. Porter, could you please take this lamb I bought and put it somewhere cool in the kitchen? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Happy to. Snake's alive! Uh, Edith? Look down at the platform. Do you see that green lady? I mean, the lady in the green dress with the white gloves. She's got a carpet bag in her right hand with those gold flower designs on it. Do you, do you see her? Paul, what are you talking about? She has her hair tied up like Mama did when she went hiking with us. Like Mama? Paul, are you pretending to see Mama again? It's not funny. Mama is in Chicago. Speaking of which, let me find your tickets. One moment, I know I have them here somewhere. I was just wondering if you saw the lady in the green dress. That's all. Where? I just see the crew loading up the groceries into the kitchen. The lady with the long white gloves and the carpet bag standing right next to the steps of the lounge car. You see her? Her dress is almost as big and floofy as the floofy ladies. Where? You said a green... Oh! Oh! Oh, oh Paul! Paul, I do see her! That... That has to be Mama. You, you you were right. Mama is here. I knew it. I knew it. I'd seen Mama. I know what she looks like, even if she's wearing fancy gloves and no hat. Your mother, Louise? What are you two talking about? Yeah, our Mama. Right there. Harold, right there next to Philip, getting on the lounge cart of the night train. You see her? She's wearing fancy gloves and a green I do dress. see her. I do. I, uh, how on earth did your mother get to Omaha? And why is she wearing fancy gloves? And I've never seen that dress. And glasses? Mama doesn't even wear glasses. I don't know, but she's here. She's here. Mama isn't in Chicago. She's right here. Mama is here in Omaha. We can't go back to Mama in Chicago because Mama just boarded the night train. We can't use your tickets now, Harold. Can we? Harold, what should we do? We can't stay on board the train or 
or Dad will get fired. But we can't go back to Chicago because Mama's right here. I don't know. Uh, quick, just onto the train. Let's board in the kitchen car. We can talk to Rosie in there. If your Mama and your Dad are here on the night train, I can't send you back to an empty city. Come on now, hurry up. Get onto the night train. No arguing now, run. Running? Again? Why are we always running behind? Because we're still in the adventure, Edie. It's not over yet. Night train, here we come! You've been listening to On the Night Train, the race across America, an original audio adventure from the Merry Beggars. If you're enjoying On the Night Train, share the story with a friend or family member now and bring them on board the night train. You can send them to onthenighttrain.com slash subscribe. Leave a rating and a review so the adventure can be found by families all across America. Come back next Sunday at 6 p.m. Central to hear Episode 9 of On the Night Train. Listen live on the relevant radio network, coast to coast, at onthenighttrain.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating and review to help others discover and enjoy On the Night Train. To catch up on episodes you've missed, to meet the night train passengers, and to explore the train cars, go to onthenighttrain.com. On the Night Train was written by Kylie Hatch, directed by Peter Atkinson, casting by Michaela Elise Fox, Script development by Buzz McLaughlin. Sound design by Kevin Conroy. Sound recording by Teresa Pascal. Edith was performed by Liliana Renee Renteria. Paul was Noah Bush. Harold Milton was Kellyon Maston. Sam Lewis was Brian Middlestadt. Will Mallard was Gabriel Fries. Kate Smith was Susie Kruckerberg. Rudy Ackerman was Michael Wolner. Philip was Chris Miller. Arthur was Keith Hale. Johnny was Amir Walker. Benjamin was Dylan Rogers. Barker 3 was Jake Elkins. Grocer was Andrew Kerr. And Bystander was performed by Sean Proctor. The Merry Beggars is the entertainment division of Relevant Radio, bringing Christ to the world through the media. <laughs>